Does that sound alright? Where is everyone? I have no idea. I know, well, actually, I just stopped. I just finished eating pizza with Chaz, so he's on his way home. Uh, so I know, I know what he's up to. He's driving back to Oklahoma City. So tonight we're covering the Proverbs of, quote, Solomon. Okay, we're going to skip all the sayings of the wise. All right. Good, good. Okay. No, no, it's good. we got to get... See, this is why we got to come to... Okay, so we're just going to cover the proverbial sayings of Solomon from chapters 10 to 22, verse 16. And then we're going to cover the Proverbs of Solomon, which were allegedly copied by the men of Hezekiah, which is chapters 24 to 29. That's all, all we're covering right now. Yeah. And then we'll finish yes. off all the rest of the book next week. Works for me. Okay. Okay. Got all that on there. Uh, I thought the sayings of the wise were counted as Solomonic sayings, which is why I put it in there. But if you guys didn't prep it, then don't worry about it. No, they're the... um. Aren't those yeah, they were copied. Ones? Well, I mean, it's all not Solomon, so it's just a matter well. of what tradition it falls in. <laughs> That was the Egyptian book. Yeah, it's, um... That I don't know how to say. Amanemope. <laughs> okay, let's get down to business here. We wasted enough time. I am <laughs> drinking tonight... I am drinking mixed wine. In honor of which verse? Hold on. Mixed wine proverbs. Don't fail me now, Google. 2330. Did that, did, did that fall under our, our reading tonight? No, it didn't! <laughs> Next week. Damn it. <laughs> Next week I'm drinking mixed wine. Again. <laughs> uh, I, is it like sangria or it, did you it, mix it? It is sangria and it also has uh, Mike's Hard Cranberry Lemonade and a bunch of other stuff. I just threw everything in there basically. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. It's, it's alcohol suicide? It is very mixed wine. And it turned out, I don't think I'll ever be able to replicate it. It's really kind of good. And something about my heritage is that uh, the genetic testing indicates that I have ancestors on all uh, all the continents. Well, not Antarctica. Ah, oh, damn. But but all the continents with ancestral human populations: uh, East Asia, uh, Europe, uh, Africa, and North America, which is all the tests could resolve to, given the genetic markers they were using. So. Oh. That Where do you get genetic testing like that? I'm not going to give an advertising for the company right now. Oh. <laughs> they didn't pay me to advertise. But yeah, I, uh, I sent I sent in a sample and they came back and said, "Wow, you're pretty mixed." And they sent me this like weird chart thing. Oh. Most people get like Did a you... chart that fits on a piece of paper because most people have two continents, but I had four continents, so my chart was like four dimensional and had to be visualized <laughs> at a computer. It's kind of confusing. Did you get uh, the screening where they do like your? marker or risk factors for various diseases no but if if i had had that uh i would have irish risk factors because i have irish heritage and that's where they there's a whole lot of unpleasant genetic disorders and little island populations for some <laughs> for some reason that has to do with statistics and bottlenecks and whatnot <laughs> lack of genetic diversity fair enough yeah so that's 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 my genetic heritage and my uh, cultural heritage is basically generica so I don't linger over <laughs> generica. I'm a generican. I come from suburbia. I have no particular cultural anything. All I have left of my Puerto Rican heritage is a fondness for pork and reggaeton. <laughs> Inordinate fondness for both. So Chaz? Okay, I'm drinking a Mustang Pawnee Pale. Nice. I'm guessing it's an ale. Is it warm? Uh, no, I had what? a frozen mug, so oh. I poured it into that. Nice. 
I was wondering how you're going to deal with that. Yeah, because I had to run home after uh, eating dinner with Damien and had to grab a beer because I didn't want to feel left out. I didn't want to have the weak tea award. Nope. You don't want to be the camel meal award recipient. Hey, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That's not sexist, I promise. That's not sexism. (laughs) I've been avoiding the Mustang brood stuff because I don't like Mustang, the town. But (laughs) (laughs) You just don't like it because, you know... Your brother moved there. Yeah, well, that, that's no, that's just part of it. <laughs> I'm smelling what you're selling. And I can I can hear uh, you taking that big slurp of your <laughs> mixed wine. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hold on. Let's see, I'll see, <laughs> if, know. Let's see if I can do it quietly. Hold on. Okay, I just took another <laughs> drink. Was that better? Yes, it was. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna work on that. I didn't think you wanted to edit that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and my heritage, I got two things. Um, I, uh, on my mom's side, I'm related to Daniel Boone. Wow. The big man. The big man. The man himself. Yeah. The first and American hero, as it were. Unless you count George Washington, which I guess you should. In my opinion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who discovered, you know, helped forge uh, the path towards Kentucky. Kentucky. How is it you are headed west? <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're referencing a movie. The Last of Mohicans. Um... <laughs> Which was based uh, on a book, which was in turn based on the actual life of Daniel Boone. Yeah, pretty sweet. It's all connected. It's all connected. And the second one is my name, Stuart. We're big Scottish clan and and, uh, came to prominence in England for a while. I I believe you guys ruled that country for a bit? For a while, yeah. I just looked it up recently. It was something that Abby tweeted, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then I just started... Really getting into the heritage stuff, and it was all on Wikipedia, so I had a good time. What did I tweet? I don't know. You tweeted something, and it triggered something in me to look up all these Stuarts who were in charge of Scotland for a long time, and then they crossed over and to in, in charge of England as well. Wasn't Robert the Bruce were... involved in with that, that clan at some point? The what? Robert the Bruce. I don't know. Huh. I don't know Robert the Bruce. Are you serious? <laughs> Call yourself Scottish. I know. <laughs> but my, my name, Charles Stewart, was uh, the Younger Pretender, which is not a very good name to have. <laughs> the Pretender <laughs> to the Throne? Yeah. yeah. He's the younger one. He was like the second go at it. He's like, no, no, I really am. I'm like, no, you're not. Get out of here. You jack up. Well, I get it now. I didn't know what you meant by that. That's what it was. Yeah, you tweeted um, Stephen Fry's It was Fry's the thing from Q- Yeah, from QI. Where he was like, religion. Well, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. But Charles Stewart (laughs) was trying to take over the throne again with the Jacobites, and they were brutally repressed. (laughs) That's the only way to do it. If you're going to repress, don't half-ass it. (laughs) Well, I'm... Yeah, go for it. No, you go. Oh, I'm drinking Swedish vodka and lime juice. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Holy shit. You better go ahead and talk now. (laughs) (laughs) and as far as as far as heritage goes I don't really know a lot of my family's heritage are you from generica as well I am yeah I'm very much how about uh, the majority every actually I'm going to go out on a limb here and say everyone on my mom's side of the family with the exception of my mother is very devout catholic ooh that's an unpleasant heritage to have. And, and has been for, yeah. 
Do you have, like, bazillions of cousins? Yeah. I bet you're making them proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I don't have very much contact with that side of the family at all. So. That's probably for the best at this point. Yeah. So, Abby. Okay, I'm drinking a Abita Purple Haze. Um, I guess it's from Louisiana. It's got raspberry puree added to the beer. Oh, ho, 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 ho. it sounds delicious. It is. And I am um, half basically New England stock back to the Pilgrims, supposedly. Um, and the other half, we don't really know because my grandfather was adopted somewhere in South Dakota. And we used to think it was like Hungarian or something, but some there's a story about an itinerant farmhand who is my actual grandfather, and so we don't really know. But wait, dr- wait, 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 there's some, some controversy as to who your grandfather really is? Well... That's the sort of thing families don't usually let get passed on as far as information goes. <laughs> oh, no, I know. It was because we knew he was adopted, but... Um, but yeah, I don't know the details. Is he possibly the offspring of an adventuress, as they would no, say you... in the King James times? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the details because you know we don't talk about it all that often. But there is definitely an itinerant farmhand involved. Hey, gather around, children. We're going to talk about the story of the adulteress and the itinerant farmhand. <laughs> no, I haven't uh, thought about it that much. Uh, it's probably best not to. No. <laughs> Uh, I should say, since it's kind of relevant, um, my mom's side is the New England side, and um, it's nominally Catholic, but it's actually, they're pretty much atheists. Oh, those are my favorite kind of Catholics. Yeah, they don't say that, but they're just not religious at all. Cultural Catholics, or culturally Catholic. Yeah. See, you know, it's weird how it's possible to be culturally Catholic and pretty much, like, practicing agnostic. And that's true also of the Jewry. Jews, yeah. Yeah, but like, try try being a cultural Protestant. <laughs> yeah. that, that does not fly. You kind of be like, well, I'm culturally Protestant, but you know, really, I just think it's all myth. I like singing. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to meeting someone who really is, you know, culturally. Um, what's the term for the people who flop around in the aisles and speak in tongues? Oh, Evangelical? Pentecostal. I'm culturally Pentecostal. I don't believe in any gods, but I love flopping around in the aisles <laughs> and singing in tongues. And <laughs> Jesus camp, that's me. Just about the Jesus. <laughs> Just camp. Lots of good, good camp value. Okay, so... I am drinking Old Chub Scotch Ale by the Oscar Blues Brewery. It comes in a can. Really? It's the it's the best canned beer in the world. Old Chub Scotch <laughs> Old Chub Scotch Ale from Oscar Blues. That is wrong yeah. four ways. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know anything about my heritage because I was adopted. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Proverbs of Solomon, quote unquote Solomon. Abby is no Chaz is typing. Disturbs me. Chaz. I'm gonna go ahead and correct your spelling. There. Oh, no, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna start in 12:9, which is disturbing. Yeah, wait. Well, I'm, I made this list, and um, it's all the stuff that I might want to talk about, but I just put it in KJV so I wouldn't have to read from my idiosyncratic, um, weird translation. Yes. So I'm not. I don't plan on reading every one of them, but I color coded them by. 
I'm guessing the red is the important ones, maybe? The red is the one that says it's okay to beat your kids. Well, there's oh, two okay. red ones. There's three yeah. red ones. The, the oh, okay, there's multiple. I got gotcha. you. Yep. We're going to get into this in just a second. I can feel actual Bible study coming on here any minute. <laughs> it's in the air. If we were to delete all the parts of this book where it basically is saying wisdom, good, foolishness, bad, yeah. the book would be half as thick <laughs> as it is now. It would be, we'd have like one pain. Yeah, it would be a pamphlet. Because a huge, but we don't really know what wisdom is. Yeah, a huge part of the book is yeah, not well, imparting wisdom so much as just praising the idea of wisdom. Whatever it is, you should get some. Well, I think, too... Rich people naturally have it, apparently. (laughs) Poor people don't. I I think, too, if you removed the repetition. It it says a lot of the same things more than once. Yeah, there's definitely some repeats. So definitely, yeah. Yeah, but that one thing I just said, it says an awful lot. Like, it says, get wisdom. Wisdom is great. Get a lot of it. (laughs) You know, if if your son is wise, that'll make you a happy father. If you're, you know... I just, right. just basically saying wisdom's pretty cool. You should you should get some of that. You should no, lay up only... knowledge. Cause but really, <laughs> can we say that's such a bad thing? Like I would totally. No, no I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It it just doesn't well, add We don't know what much. wisdom they're talking about. It, yeah, well, it never tells you how. It's like, hey, get <laughs> wisdom. It's cool. It doesn't say <laughs> where to get it, and it doesn't impart a whole lot of actual wisdom. Yeah. That's, <laughs> but I, I would say like, at this point in society, I would be willing to write a book that said, uh, "You guys really need to work on the wisdom." <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a good point. Oprah would totally endorse this. <laughs> she is all about the vacuous notions of wisdom. Wrong this wisdom. Is like this, this might be slightly better than The Secret, though. <laughs> I gotta say, it does it does have some of that feel to it. Like, oh, here comes some hidden knowledge. Oh, here it comes. Oh, here it comes. Oh, oh, oh. Common sense. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's what it feels like. It feels like it was right there. It's like, it's Sorry, like one of those self-help books. Like, oh, you mean I should not spend all my money? Great, thanks. I shouldn't be a dick to everyone? <laughs> I, I shouldn't do what in an elevator? <laughs> I want specific advice. Damn it, very specific. I need this. Well, the one that I picked out is 12.9, and it doesn't really fit those categories for me. It was a weird um, cultural idea, is that he that is despised and hath a servant is better than he that honoreth himself and lacketh bread. Now, from our prism in America, do we think that? Because I don't. That's that's not my idea. Like Wait, me... people who honor themselves, you know, they're they're good of saying people, but they're poor. I mean, there there is something good about that. At least I would think a lot of people would think that here. But it's kind of an odd verse. He that basically saying he that is hated, but is rich, is better than he that. Well, I don't know. Better than he that honoreth himself. So is it kind of like uh, some... Um, maybe it's somebody... Poor dude's like, oh, oh. I'm so cool. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe it has to do with, like, he that honoreth himself, like, he that brings Arrogant? himself up. Like, yeah, somebody who who is not really rich, but is pretending to be rich. That kind of thing. Is it also implying that having a, a, a slave, a servant, is kind of like a bad thing? No, is it? Is no, 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 it's no, no, like no, a status symbol. It's no, no, like no, no, having no. a nice car. If you can have a servant, you're you have money. It, I think yeah, what, it, what it's essentially saying is that it's better to have uh, a servant 
uh, and no reputation than it is to have a great reputation and no food. Yeah. But there's other ones that contradict that. They say that having a good reputation is better than having money. Oh, wait, you're saying the Bible doesn't cohere internally <laughs> with itself? There, I'm From a simple, uneducated first reading, there do seem... seem seem to be some contradictions, but I'm sure we can iron iron them out. What's a bunch of verses just thrown together? Can we all just say right now that none of us aspire to have a servant? Yeah. I don't aspire to that. weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what if they're paid? Well, even if they're paid. I mean, they're kind of creepy. Like, like, I mean, it's one thing to have someone come over and mow your lawn, but a servant who's like your servant full-time... That's like Oprah territory. Walter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get kind of. I read the old uh, Jeeves and Wooster book, <laughs> and I get kind of uncomfortable because it's so like the old. I don't know. Like I think everybody, you know, they go to work during the day and they whore themselves out to whoever they whore themselves out to, and that's cool and all. But to just be someone's servant full time, that's mm. that's that sucks. I mean, I want to at least be able to hate my boss. No, not hate. I want to. I want to be able to not think about work for 16 hours a day. Is that, is that so much? <laughs> Task. And then hate my boss the other eight hours. Anyway, I, I don't think this verse has a whole lot to offer us in terms of wisdom. But that's that's really my question about this book. Is did you guys find anything where you think, okay, that's you know, that's some wisdom right there. I would pass that on to my kids. You know. Like I found a couple. I found a few a that I really like. There's a few that are nice, but they're not like. I mean, like you said, they're common sense. They're like. Well, sometimes so the much, King James so transcends common sense just by turn of phrase, like 11:29, for example. Oh, inherit the wind. That's the one. Awesome. Yes. Oh, is that a Bible quote? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Proverbs. I knew it was. I did not know that. I'll go I ahead and read know. it out loud. He that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind. I like that. I like that because it says, you know, your priority should be within your own house, and if you don't, uh, if you don't work to keep that together, then you will have a lot of nothing just blowing away from you. And that's that to me is good advice. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Like you should really work hard to maintain your family life. I'm reading into it my own priorities, but I still like it. No, I don't, and I and I like the way it's used, like in that movie, the way he uses it. Yeah, I think it's a good, I think it's a relatable. Occasionally, the King James gives us a turn of phrase, which you know just kind of endures in English, and I mm-hmm. occasionally it's something I actually like. Um, not always, but in this case, I think it's it's pretty good stuff. I would even call it wisdom, but I I, I wish I could have found more examples of wisdom in the book that, you know, stick out a bit. <laughs> I mean, I, and I look forward to hearing what you guys you know, found that, that wasn't basically, if you loveth instruction, you loveth knowledge. Like, yes, yes. Duh. But, yeah. So I have a few, but they're pretty much common sense-ish. Like, 15.1, that a soft anger Answer turneth away wrath, but grievous Ooh. words are of anger. I love that one. That right there should be the blog commenter's creed. <laughs> Proverbs fifteen one. If we could just get the Christian apologist bloggers to take that one seriously, uh, that would rule. Because like, for example, 
is all about grievous words that stir up anger. He doesn't ever try to turn <laughs> away wrath. He tries to incite wrath. So he could definitely use some Proverbs 15.1. Are you listening? <laughs> Proverbs 15.1. Give it a shot. I'm going oh, to leave that in. I'm going to leave that one in. Fuck it. And there's there's the few in there about the poor. I know you tweeted about one. I think I tweeted about 1431, that he that oppresseth the poor reproacheth his maker, but he that honoreth them hath mercy on the poor. So liberal. Yeah, there's a few like that. Yeah. What? But they kind of... um. To me, they kind of contradict some of the other stuff where they're. Um, I totally They describe agree. wealth as being a product of like those who wish receive wisdom will receive wealth. Oh, totally. Uh, so yeah, I can't I'm believe really that, you made that point. I can't believe they put this book anywhere near Job. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's, it's even just in Proverbs. There's plenty of them. Um, yeah. Even like the one that we were just talking about, like. It's all, all, always, or not always, but it says more often than not that the rich are the ones who worked hard and had the wisdom and did well, and the poor, you know, the ones that did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you get the sense sluggard. this book was written by a committee of, like, liberals and conservatives, uh, uh, wait, progressives and conservatives, and each <laughs> of them got some of their stuff in there, like the progressives would put in, uh, be kind to the poor, don't oppress, it, oppress the poor, but then the uh, the conservatives would say, uh, they're just poor because they're lazy. I mean, there's a lot of that. <laughs> there's a surprising amount of that in this book. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of obvious it wasn't written by Solomon. Well, I don't know what his what? attitude We're was. All this is a wisdom of Solomon. It says right there. <laughs> it's right in the Bible. Perhaps, right? uh, didn't the people get really angry at Solomon for oppressing them and making them work on the temple all the time? Well, just the Samaritans. Screw them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they don't count as the poor. I don't know. Not the Samaritans, they came later. Who am I thinking of? Didn't he get some people to work in the temple that were, like, foreigners? Oh, yeah, Adam, either Edomites or Moabites. God, you'd think that we'd just remember everything we read in the Bible. <laughs> and I would, if it wasn't for the mixed wine. It's not like it's 600 pages of dense yeah. prose. <laughs> I've already the... shipped out a lot of that knowledge. <laughs> I enjoyed 1220, but it is pretty... Just pretty general. Dude, come on. Just, you can't just put 1220 in there. you got to put the first Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace is joy. What does that mean? To the counselors of peace is joy, so people who promote peace and not war. That's, that's what I thought it meant. I don't really get the first part. Th but those who counsel peace are joyous, whereas those who devise evil are full of deceit. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little clunky, but I still liked it. I do like how a lot of these are, like, sort of dichotomies. Where to, like, yeah, start the verse with, here's one thing, and then the second verse is like, but this is the better way. Or, like, <laughs> they do a lot of that. Yes. Like, this is what the fool does. But don't do that. Bad. This Good. is what the wise Good. person does. Bad. There wasn't enough about strange women. <laughs> there was an awful lot about that at the beginning. Before, yeah. before we get to the Solomonic Proverbs, loads of. <laughs> well, there he still is. A big in fan the of Al strange women, though. <laughs> he was personally a fan of strange women. <laughs> Not well, strange women, but. Sorry. In the Proverbs, there's a lot of stuff about um, contentious women. Yes. 
I was going to say, not so much strange women, but uppity women. Oh, yeah. or, or the, the proverbial <laughs> nagging wife. Right. Yeah. Solomon, Solomon didn't go for that. That's why he... There's kind of a few. And I had a debate with someone. I don't know how many are about men. There's a couple mentions of contentious men, but it doesn't seem to really be about... They seem to really be harping on the, the shrewish wives. Yeah. Like 2119, 2715. Like a continual dropping in a very rainy day in a contentious woman are alike. Or, or nag, nag, nag. Isn't that indicative that Solomon really did write this book? Because, I mean, he was just, he had like a thousand wives and concubines put together, okay. so he knows, he knows all about nagging women. I don't know. I thought I thought it was the book was a bit surprisingly misogynist. I haven't really read through it in a long time. Like, wow, okay. And this is a time, you know, in the history of our lives when I've been looking a lot about uh, uh, sexism and those sorts of issues have come up a yeah. bit lately. And uh, so I'm I, I'm extra sensitized to you know, reading a book that seems to really kind of take the lash to women, women and fools. Yeah, like, who is the advice meant for? Like, are men supposed to read it and be like, yeah, my wife is really annoying. No, 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 <laughs> it's, it does say up front that it's it's advice to young men, doesn't it? Or is that something I got from the seminary That's teachers? That's the first section. That's the first section. Well, let's just assume that this is advice for young men. It's basically saying, be careful who you pick for a wife, right? Mm-hmm. She could be really bitchy. Yep, you only get to make this choice once. Wait, oh, no. unless you're Solomon. <laughs> yeah. But apparently Solomon doesn't get rid of any of them. Just keeps them all around. I thought it was interesting that they had some good advice about like the wife of your youth, which we talked about last time. And then like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Solomon didn't stay with the wife of his youth. <laughs> that was in chapter five. There's not a lot of polygamy in here, is there? In this book, no. You don't get the sense that there is, but. Which is kind of disconnected it, from the whole Solomonic heritage, but whatever. Yeah, interestingly, it's really secular. None of this stuff is, like, remotely religious. Oh, you oh once you get past the first part of it, with the, all the fear of God stuff? Yeah, like, this section of the sayings of Solomon. Right, that's true. Right, because I mean, at, at the front of the book, we got, a, we got some of that fear of the Lord is where it's at stuff. Yeah. But now that we're in the sayings of Solomon, you're right. It's very... It's very, like, how to cope in the world kind of stuff. Yeah, then it's more just wise old men writing downstream of consciousness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they call it his Twitter feed. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that was clever. Solomon's Twitter feed? Yeah. <laughs> they are mostly under 140 characters, now that you mention it. I should tweet some of these. <laughs> You should. Let's just tweet the whole book thinking, and see if each phrase is. Yeah, <laughs> each of us picks up. Set up a bot that feeds um, <laughs> them in. Call it Solomon. Solomon. But if you do it in Hebrew, it'll all be on 140 characters. <laughs> Can we get that verified as a real celebrity for Twitter? <laughs> King Solomon. King Solomon is a real celebrity, isn't he? I mean, a thousand wives and concubines put together. All right, at King Solomon. That's bigger than Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. Now I've got to see if Twitter has an at King Solomon already. <laughs> King. <laughs> Shit. Do they have it? Yeah. And he's an ass. <laughs> From what I'm reading, I'm pretty sure he's Elevator Guy. <laughs> <laughs> bitch assness, 
I don't give up my single. Well, that's how he got the thousand wives and concubines. <laughs> he sounds just like elevatorguy.blogspot.com so far. Smoking the fat-ass blunt of that super haze. Yep. I think Paul's right. We probably should get off of at yeah. King Solomon Let's back to this. the quote-unquote King Solomon. I like the part about how a wise son makes his father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. I thought that was pretty sweet. I'm going to send my mom that one on Mother's Day as a tweet, a little Mother's Day tweet. <laughs> she would love that. There's, there were a lot of things I thought, you know, this is, this is pretty good stuff, but most of it wasn't particularly profound. You know, I wasn't like, oh, wow, I never thought of that. 1518 is kind of like prudence. You say, a wrathful man stareth up strife, so that's bad. But he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Again, if you're listening, this would be a good one to... Try out in your, in your blog comment threads. That's the Obama approach. Oh, now you've made him angry. <laughs> yeah, there's some that are good advice for um, speaking. I think 26, 4, and 5 are pretty good. That's why we don't deb- debate creationists or why you're not supposed to. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. An- answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. How do you get those to work together? That that was that was tricky for me. Yeah, because they, um, oppose. they look like they contradict, but I think it's like some kind of device, um, thing. When, if someone's being stupid, don't talk on their level you have to um, answer them according to their folly wait they yeah. do, do not answer him according to his folly or you'll sound just like him but but yeah. if you answer him according to his folly in a clearly sarcastic way <laughs> oh, God. then he will not be wise in his own eyes so don't don't take his question seriously make it clear to the fool that you are mocking him and yeah, be condescending and clearly so in your answers. That's good internet advice right there. That'll work on any blog. Yeah, it's kind of it's a clever pairing. Be sure to be a clearly sarcastic bastard when answering a fool on a blog or a YouTube comment thread. <laughs> <laughs> Answer that, him according to his folly. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of sarcasm, um, another one. I'm going way out of order, but um. 26, 18, and 19. Um, as a as a madman who casteth firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man that deceiveth his neighbor, and then says, "Just joshing ya." Or psych. So it's it's very mean to um, just go, "Oh, I'm just joking." After you say something bad, but it's not. Like, how big of a deception do you have to pull off on your neighbor? Before you count as a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death, because I mean that's got to be one hell of prank to qualify for this this Proverbs twenty six eighteen treatment. Maniac shooting flaming arrows of death. <laughs> I mean that's got to be the prank to end all Cartman style pranking. I made you eat your parents, bro. <laughs> Don't say psych. So are we going to say anything about the beating of children? Well, I think we all wanted to comment on that, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Apparently, it's... You should beat your children. 
Yes. Let's... You heard it here. You heard it here first, Philip. Well, yeah. Let, well, children. come on, guys. Give the verse. It's thirteen twenty-four. Oklahoma atheists endorse it. Yes, the Oklahoma <laughs> atheists officially endorse endorse beating my son. <laughs> I do that too. I yeah. and with a rod, no less. That's what we really do at the book clubs. <laughs> we just take turns at the kids. <laughs> what about Line a up? We just pass around the rod and chasteneth <laughs> our children with the rod. For he that spareth the rod hateth his son. I never knew that was from the Bible. I just thought it was like a Puritan saying. Seriously, where have you been? I was say, do you know how many times that was quoted to me as a child? <laughs> I mean, yeah. You well, like, I know spoil the rod, spare the spears. Spare the rod, spoiled the child is a phrase, but I didn't know it was biblical. I gotta say, Abby, you are the strangest paradox. You're like this person who's like super interested in the Bible, but you don't seem to know anything about it yet. <laughs> it, it like blows my mind how you could know so much about it and be like, wait, that's in there? I'm learning Hebrew. I don't know anything <laughs> of the parts I haven't read yet. Yeah, that's it's just weird. I've never met anyone who's so into yeah, it was... and so like not through it yet at the same time. Yeah, I was. The rest totally, of us, have, I've never, you know. never indoctrinated into the culture because, like I said, it was my family is pretty atheistic, so. And we all interview so that to be sure. Pretty much all I knew was Solomon cut a kid in half, and then <laughs> some walls fell down on Jericho, and then Jesus showed up. I, I understand that your family is atheistic, but you don't seem to be affected. Like my whole culture, I am perpetually affected by Christianity. Try as you might just, to avoid it. Yeah, you just don't seem like me too. Well, well I'm from Vermont. It's really. I know. It just <laughs> does still. It's like the part of our country that's like Canada. Jesus, <laughs> Vermont. It just really doesn't like. I mean, there's churches, but no one like talks about it. I don't know. There's a lot more like woo and stuff. There's like. You know, all right, so about beating children. Um, oh yeah, it's awesome. Yes. You can all do it. <laughs> Because, look, I mean... If you don't do it, Paul, you just don't love Finn enough. If you love Finn, it, you'll beat the shit out of him. It, it is mentioned a few times in here. But I have to say, I mean, coming from an environment where that was the, you know, I'm doing this because I love you, and so on and so forth. <laughs> like, what, as far as corporal punishment goes, what what do you say to those people that say, oh, yeah, corporal punishment's the only way? I mean, look, here it's in the Bible. Like, yeah, the blueness of a wound cleanse, cleanseth the way evil. What did that right. mean? Did anyone get that? No. The blueness? It it, is that the one that the welts? Yeah, like the bruise. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I think so. That's like bruises healing up. So you don't just hit them so hard. You hit them so hard that they bruise? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, look at the next part of that. And so do the stripes of the inward parts of the belly. I mean. Oh. Ow. Yeah. What? <laughs> Ow! I mean, I'm all for beating my children, but that's a bit much. Well, <laughs> with a bag of oranges that want to leave a mark. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Means welts. Yeah. I'm. I'm actually not like. I don't have a problem with corporal punishment, but my idea of corporal punishment is not like the kind that leaves bruises. It's more like the kind that makes a two-year-old kind of sad because she got tapped on her bottom a little bit and she's like oh my bottom but you know it's more psychological than anything else and it's only something i do to kids once they're too young when they're too young for me to punish properly once they're old enough you can with their heads 
Well, much more sad. Be like, remember that Xbox Live that I got you that you love so much? Yeah, there it goes. There it goes. Oh, aren't you sad now? I'm changing your password. Yeah. I get to use it now. Exactly. It's the whole point in giving your kid nice things so you can take them away. Oh, and Strong's yes yeah, says blueness means bruise or wound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spanking is, is, I mean, to me, like, it's something you do for babies because I don't understand other kinds of punishment. And you do it with their diaper on, or else you're just mean. Wait, babies? Well, not like toddlers, yes. like two and <laughs> okay. three year olds. They're still wearing pull-ups. Bas- okay. Basically, yeah, they're tearing your house apart. You gotta do something. They're old enough to to do really bad things, but young enough to where they just don't get the words punishments yet. Like you can't just tell them go sit in a corner, or, or I'll take away your Phineas and Ferb because they're. <laughs> it's a short window. I mean, it's basically they're old enough to get in trouble, but young enough to not. Policy for you. Yeah, they're young enough to not respond to like see like reward and punishment. And it's it, I, I I'm sure that some people think there's no window there at all. I I would have to I, I respectfully disagree. What's I funny just though? I found out the other week that I got smacked when I was a kid. I I have no memory of it, but my mom was like, "Oh yeah, one time your dad smacked you at the dinner table." Okay. Oh no! See, I got full on all out, you know, with a paddle. Really? Spanking. Can you remember yeah. it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I don't think that's okay. But um, well, and that's what I mean. Like there, there is a section of of society that wholeheartedly clings to this and says, yes, that's definitely the way to do it. But I don't know. As far as I don't know, I guess we can have this discussion on another date. But <laughs> it'd be an interesting topic for the for the parenting. It would be an interesting topic for the secular parenting meetup. Can we at least all agree that you shouldn't beat them until they turn black and blue? I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> Are we all on board there? I'm with you. And and I I I mean a rod? No. Jesus. Can we? Yeah. Can we all agree that yeah, a rod? Jesus Christ! Feet. A rod? The rod of correction. <laughs> hey, it'll it'll. Drive foolishness from them. Okay. Whatever word. I'm going to Google Rod of Correction, see if you can get them at Christian bookstores. <laughs> I mean, this is what you do to people you love. Who do you, what do you do to people you hate? Actually, we've Kill. seen that in the past. Oh, stone them. <laughs> but, yeah, you stone them to death. The I, I, believe, I believe someone who buys into this method of correction would say, you don't. You just don't do anything. You let them grow up to be their self-serving asshole, throw dogs in pool self. Uh, (laughs) See how that works out for him. I can't find any uh, any good uh, websites where I can buy a rod of correction. You still cut one from the hickory tree out back. Yeah, that's it. Because you're gonna go through a lot of them. Oh, you're in Oklahoma. You don't have trees. I'm sorry. See, I it was always the uh, thing. It's a switch. It's like a switch. Yeah. Oh no! In in my experience, it was a wooden spoon, like the big wooden spoons you can. Oh yeah, those hurt like hell. <laughs> yeah, they do. Okay, so that's the Hebrew word Shebet. I just made a terrible mistake and then I googled paddle for a spanking. <laughs> <laughs> you do all sorts of things to people you love. There's a God told me to create paddles for spanking kids video on YouTube. Okay, oh, now I've got to I've got to find a, a, one of these rods, man. We've got to like put this on the blog post, like how to buy a rod of correction. Hey, there's something in parenting and pregnancy on answers.yahoo.com. Oh, wait, 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 no. Clyde and Clyde and Twyla Bullock of Eufaula, Oklahoma. Oh, Oh, God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're bringing it all back to Oklahoma here. 
<laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> Clyde and Twyla Bullock. Yes. Oh my god, in the Boston Globe there's actually somebody holding up one of these rods. A five dollar rod, you can you can buy them and whip your kids with them. And guess what? Homeschooling Digest is, <laughs> is advertising these. Homeschool Digest. There you go, Paul. Why do people think you homeschoolers are weird? <laughs> now we know. It's a 22 inch nylon rod, so it's like modernized. Yeah, we need what the moderator. From Homeschool Digest. This bowl didn't kill any trees. This is why we are not a part of any homeschool co-op. Oh, yes! They are from Oklahoma. (laughs) I love this. Clyde Bullock of Eufaula, Oklahoma, creator of The Rod. (laughs) A $5 flexible whipping stick you can buy online. Go through Homeschool Digest. Oh, yes, baby. Oh, my. Answers? I, I found the answer. From Yahoo.com. <laughs> is a paddle a good spanking device to use on your kids? No, you have to use a rod. Paddles are unbiblical. The best answer is a paddle, a belt, a hairbrush, etc. are all fine. <laughs> oh my god. And then, no, I'm not advocating child abuse. Punishing, punishing a child, <laughs> any method out of anger or frustration is abusive, while even a harsh spanking given calmly is not. That's crazy, though. I mean, the whole point in being angry is so you have the, you know, the urge to hit them. So, uh, beat, beating children, what are some other things in Proverbs that are... About beating Proverbs. children, not about beating No, no, I mean... <laughs> We're done with beating children. I, I, w- I wouldn't call this part of the wisdom <laughs> of Proverbs. I think that, like, white trash parents will want to beat their children just naturally. They don't need the Bible to help them out with that. Yeah. I would not. But they have it if they need it. It doesn't make any sense, though. Well, maybe you guys can figure it out. I don't get these very well. It says, Hell and destruction are before the Lord. Okay. How much more than the hearts of the children of men? Oh, yeah. If he, if he, if he can open hell itself, then surely how, you know, how easily can he read the hearts of men? Isn't that what oh, yeah, yeah. That's the, um, that's what my Bible says. But you said the same oh. thing. Oh, okay. God who sees into the realm of the dead surely sees into the hearts of living men. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. It's a little more clear. Death and destruction lie open before the Lord. I read this in like three translations, so... Uh, this is one of the cases where the King James kind of obfuscates the meaning, I think, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah, there's a few. Because are before, does that mean like open before or like in, in yeah. temporally uh, antecedent there too? Or, you know could mean a few things. Are before... I don't know. In the word, um... Wait, let me look this up. 1511. The word destruction is actually Abaddon. Ooh, that's a good which one. Which would later come to be personified as some, like, kind of a character. I don't really know, but I know they named a lost character after it, so... I was going to say, I have one more thing on the poor, and I thought this was an interesting statement. In Proverbs 19.4, it says, Wealth maketh many friends... But the poor is separated from his neighbor, and I'm not sure what that's trying to say there. He's saying that like people suck up to rich people. That's what he's saying there. Is that? Uh-oh. Yeah, people okay. suck up to rich people. They don't ever suck up to poor people. Okay. It's yeah. all about people just being basically self-serving asses, mm. which I think is genuine wisdom for once. Yes, people are <laughs> self-serving assholes. Get used to it. Mm. 
I love a little bit of cynicism with my divine wisdom. <laughs> I'm with that. Well, I liked. Are we anything more on that one? I uh, no. So that's 1420? Was that 1420? 1420? Yeah. Was that where we were just now? Oh, oh. no, it was 1920. Oh, because that sounds like a lot like 1420, if you look that up real quick. Did you mention it's repetitive? Yeah, it's a lot of It's weird. No, 1920 is not what you... 1920 is... Is that not 1920? No, it's 1420. Dude, you don't even know what verse you're on. <laughs> No, I had it open. Dude, just this thing again. Dude, you're on 1420. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay, so um 16:4 I thought was interesting cuz it's saying that um the Lord made wicked people um for the so, day of destruction, for the day of evil. What yeah. the hell does that mean? It means he's a bastard. Is that, is that like Armageddon? Is this like an early reference to... Because what is the day of evil? It doesn't say. Or is that like he just made wicked people to be evil in general? Oh, I, I, thought, I, thought it, evil? I thought it meant for the day of disaster. For the day of like when the shit hits the fan. That's why God made wicked people. Yeah, but I don't... I thought Armageddon was like a late... like. Um, you know, Revelation, no, no. late Christian. Proverbs, like, Proverbs takes the view that uh, the wise people prosper and foolish people are uh, are doomed. So the wicked people are bound for disaster. That's what they're for. They're, they they only exist as a cautionary example uh, for other people. They're like <laughs> who pisses on the floor when he's too drunk, you know? It's just... <laughs> they're, just they're just there to, to really serve as a cautionary though? example to the rest of us. It's not really wicked. Pissing on the floor when you're drunk? Well, it's just not wicked. It's just <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> yeah, use the bathtub. Come on. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, at least yeah. Yeah, that that first just. If you're gonna lose bladder control, at least fall asleep in the tub first. Just make <laughs> sure. Oh, we we've never said us some part that we're um skipping over a section and taking them from two different parts, right? Do we never do that? I thought we did up front mention that. Yep. Since we're yeah. just doing the it's Solomon just, stuff Solomon. tonight, we oh, skipped okay. the Egyptian section, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. We're only doing uh, 10 through 22, chapter 10, verse 1 through 22, verse 16, and, and then 25, 25 through 29. 29. I, I think you said it. Really. Which I actually I, I found the, the latter, the second block, a little bit more interesting. I agree. Let's talk about it. it. Seemed to have more variety and like they're just more interesting. For instance, I mean, the first blog didn't have anything about dog vomit. I thought that was a fine verse, the dog vomit verse. 26.11, as a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. I mean, tell me, you guys have never noticed how dogs, like, go back to their vomit. I mean, come on. Oh, of course. Let's That's why this is so, this this hit true to life. It it's good to know that dogs haven't up. changed that much in the thousands mm. of years that have intervened. <laughs> dogs still go back to their vomit. They're like, hmm, this looks tasty. <laughs> Did I throw this up? I don't remember. Maybe the second time I won't get sick off of it. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they have little little toe-sized brains that they carry around in their little dog skulls. <laughs> I heard that verse a lot in church for some reason. I don't really? remember why. That's crazy. Well, it's a pretty good analogy, I guess. I think it is a good... I think that's that's one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible, to be perfectly remember, honest. 
when I say dog returns to his vomit, who doesn't immediately picture their favorite dog doing that and thinking, no, Muppet, no, don't eat the vomit. I mean, it, it springs immediately to, into my mind. I can see it. Oh, it's orangish vomit. It looks, ugh, it's foamy for some reason. <laughs> I mean, it, this hasn't happened since yesterday, so I remember it fairly clearly. <laughs> I've just, this, this anyway. Is this how Proverbs just that boring? What? I thought it, I thought it wasn't that. I mean, I thought it was like a like a breath of fresh air after Psalms. Well, that's true. That's just, I, I think I prefer the narrative stories. Yeah, yeah I miss those. This is the most tangents we've ever been on. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we I guess we well, said we didn't each, find enough wisdom in no, it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no overarching like story. Every every verse is its own subject, so it's naturally kind of like. <clears throat> There's no unifying theme, so we're kind of all over the place anyway. So yeah, it, it doesn't matter what order you do this in. It's just a bunch of sayings. Yeah. And the question yeah. is, did you find any sayings that were worthwhile? And I thought the warnings about getting hungover were pretty handy, but I don't think those were... Did you guys <laughs> see those? That's uh, next week, isn't it? <laughs> you know, wine is a brawler. No, wine is a mocker and strong drink is a brawler. All that oh, stuff. Yeah. Was that next week? Uh, yeah. Or I remember seeing strong drink... Because, you know, the Mormons stay away from that. Turn it off. <coughs> Where was it? This really weird one that I I honestly don't understand what it's trying to say. Where did it go? I lost it. Um, ah, 22.13. The slothful man saith, There is a lion without. I shall be slain in the streets. Yeah. I'm not going what out. What the hell does that mean? He just doesn't want to go out to work. Is there an actual lion out there? No, he's he's just coming up with an excuse not to go to work. You know, like I'm like, oh, there's a 240 is all clogged up. I can't make it. I have a flat tire. It's it's just you know, well, you ever been in an office where somebody makes up excuses for why they couldn't get to work? That's that's this guy's. Hmm. It's it's the flat tire of that century. Oh, okay. I couldn't make it to work. There's <laughs> lions and tigers and bears and shit. That's why I'm late. And to there's no, there's no Samson to tear it apart and take honey from it. Right, exactly. Ooh. So judges called back. Yeah, good job on that. I still think we should make lions our official mascot, because for the reasons we explained earlier. I noticed there's a bunch of different words that are translated as lion. I'm trying to get them straight. And one of them means unbeliever in Arabic. That's that's why we should make it our that's mascot. Oh, young lion. Yes, we, young lion. we are the young lions. We're like the Detroit lions back when they ruled. Uh, Kafir. Yeah. And there Have you watched it? I can't think of anything else I want to say about Proverbs right now. I liked it. I like the word froward, man. I like that. I don't like that. Froward. Stop being so froward. Do bad things. Froward. A froward man soweth strife. Is that typo for forward? I don't think it is. <laughs> Although it's possible that the word forward is a typo from froward, though. That being so froward. Oh, yeah, that happens. We might be living the typo, like, in our modern English. But I'm not going to do the etymology on it now, because that would be boring. And etymology doesn't dictate definition, so... I don't think that word means what you think it means. (laughs) It's It's a Proverbs. I I don't have... I have nothing. I I think we're done. (laughs) Just wrap it up. Uh, I I don't have anything...